<laughs> y'all heard the intro, y'all know what it is. It's your boy Big Red, aka The Electric Field, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the back of the class. Um, tonight I'm rocking with, uh, I'm rocking the show by myself. Um, as you can see, we've been on a bit of a hiatus yet again. You know, we seem to have a continuous hiatus in our um in our facility, but what had happened was um the first week we had, we had a show a couple weeks ago that we recorded. Um that we had some technical issues and we had some um we discussed it, me me and uh Amir got got to discuss it that the content of that particular show didn't necessarily fit our brand. Um we're not a political podcast, we're not a politically correct podcast, nor are we the most informed podcast. And so we were discussing the Bill Cosby um Bill Cosby case and the Kavanaugh situation. And after listening to it, some of our statements could have come across insensitive um, because, of, because of how uninformed we were. So we made an executive decision to, you know, to you know, scrap that episode because that was a majority of it because that was, a, that was a big talking point for that week. So we scrapped that and the a collective decision to say that, Bill Cosby, it sucks that you are a terrible person and we looked up to you. Kavanaugh should not be incented because of what he did. He also is a terrible person. Now, moving forward, the next week, we're going we to get together again. Um, again, we have some uh, technical difficulties. Beastmo got his ankles broken in a basketball game, so he was laid up in bed. You know, he couldn't. Um, the last show we had was uh, I'm Not Sturdy, and he proved that both his ankles were broke. So we had to, you know, sit out another week. And the last week, we just got uh, it got lost in the show. So back this week, I'm doing it solo. Uh, we you've heard me solo before. You you rock with me. I appreciate it. Uh, again, hit that favorite button so that you can know every time we post. Uh, follow us all on our respective social media: the Beast Mode League Fifty, uh, Mir M I R R underscore Quan. I think I should know his handle if I'm gonna say it. And then of course you can follow me at the Electric Field. And follow the back of the class. All of this will be in the description. And so, um, let's start the show. Last week uh, was the BET Hip Hop Awards. And now, granted, I uh, I am not normally someone who partakes in the Hip Hop Awards. I stopped watching many years ago because I got tired of watching Wayne and Drake and Nicki win everything. But I do like to watch the Cyphers. You know, the Cyphers are one of my favorite parts. Uh, last year, uh, J.I.D. was in it. Uh, the last time I actually remember watching it, uh, not Kevin Gates. What's the boy name from Detroit? T. Grizzly was in it. Grizzly was in it snapping. Young yeah, May was snapping. Uh, that was that was the last time I watched it. But I watched it this year specifically for the Cypher because I wanted to hear what uh, Vic Mensa said to get everybody upset. If you don't know, Vic Mensa in his Cypher mentioned X um, distastefully in front of his mother. And you know, X you know, X uh, is a reference to XXX Tentacion, who unfortunately uh, passed away due to gun violence. Uh, he was robbed at gunpoint down in Florida. And so during his cipher, Vic decided to, you know, fire some shots at him. Um, no pun intended. Excuse me. He decided to uh, to send some bars at him post homer post humorously, humorously. I'm not saying that word right, but it's okay. Uh, and so I wanted to hear what he said that got everybody so tight. And so what he said was, you know, uh, the only time you uh, bear arms in a, is in a white beater, yeah, 
your favorite, uh, hold on, I should probably have this information in front of me. One second. All right, I'm back. All right, so these are the bars. The only time you bear arms is in a white beater. Losing your favorite rappers in, in domestic music. Name a single big missing song. You know, that's in reference to everybody dissing him online, talking about uh, no one knows his music, you know, who is Big Mensa, blah, blah, blah. So, the diss was, XXX, we all know you won't live that long. I don't speak, I don't respect niggas post-humanously. Humanously. I don't know how to say that. P-O-S-T-H-U-M-O-U-S-L-Y. Send me a snap telling me how to say that word. Post-humanously, homicide ain't nothing new to me. Catch up with academics at your eulogy. Now, when I heard it, and once I was able to, you know, to, because they edited, they edited out X's name, the X out, you know, that, a lot of what he was saying just because, you know, it was TV and it would be respectful. Once I heard it, I mean, I agreed with them in the sense that uh, what X did was wrong and it seems like his fans are not, are not holding him accountable for it. But also, X is gone. You know, it's, I don't feel like it's right to speak ill on the dead. Regardless of how you feel, you don't speak ill on the dead, especially for him to die in such an unfortunate way. He was in the process, you know, turning, doing a 180, fixing his life and all that kind of stuff. You know, he did have very positive music for, you know, kids, you know, tackling depression and all that kind of stuff. I get that. I get that he was, you know, a, a tortured soul, as they say. But I also agree that you can't just... You can't just, you know, forget someone's past like that. Because if we just forget everybody's past, then we wouldn't have uh, Bill Cosby, you know, going to jail for what he did this past. You wouldn't have Kavanaugh, you know, going to trial for what he did this past. You wouldn't have so many people, um, you wouldn't have so many Me Too moments if people had just forgotten about the past. So you have to hold people accountable. But I do also agree that you don't talk about the dead um, illly, especially um, in front of the parent. Now, uh, Vic recorded his, the way they do cyphers, they record them like, you know, a few months behind. And then, you know, they showed them during the, during the performance. And um, X's mom was in the crowd. X actually won Best New Artist of the Year. Uh, and so Vic apologized for, you know, saying it in front of his mom, which kind of makes his statement known that, boy, like, if you're not going to say it in front of his mama, why would you say it to begin with? So you kept that same energy or how you felt about X, but you kind of didn't keep that energy because then you want to retract your statement. Now, fast forward a week. Today, uh, Pitchfork put out an article. Put out a, no, put out an article um, with a snippet of a uh, of X basically admitting to domestic abuse. Uh, they said that they received twenty seven minutes from someone who was close to X, and the snippet that they put in the article. Uh, yeah, it's him detailing how, you know, he was involved in the stabbing in Deerfield where he said they only reported on three. He said he actually got eight people. You know, he said um, that he came back from that incident, no tears, no remorse, but with a new laptop. And he was like, all I know is I'm going to jail. And she knows that she, uh, he said that she had been effing up a lot until he started effing her up. And so that's when I, and, you know, that's when she stopped. But after reading, and I was never an X fan uh, because of, even when I listened, this, the first thing I heard from X was "Look at me," which <clears throat> the energy of it was crazy. I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is 
it's crazy it sounds off the wall but then once you listen to the lyrics I'm like what you can't really I gave her dick she got mad that's kind of what did she ask for it that sounds like you forced that upon her you know maybe I'm reading too deep into it you know uh, uh, maybe I'm saying it too literally but that just sounded like that didn't sound like a uh, an agreeing upon situation and then of course uh, I heard about him as he went to jail for the, uh, I think this was this was before he went to jail for the domestic abuse the first time. This was like, uh, and this was stemming from like another case where he went to jail. So I did my research on him to make sure that I was well versed in who he was. I listened to his music and some of his music, I ain't gonna lie, it's some sad music. Like it's some very dark and like very emo, uh, very uh, lo-fi rain crying type of music and I, I understand I understand how people uh, can relate to that but when I was listening to some of his music and you know you you, uh, you put that with the interviews he was doing at the time like his you know his big interview with Adam 22 and No Jumper you can just see that he was just not a stable person and that a lot of the instances where he's accused of or things that he may or may not have done you can kind of see them being true just based off the energy he was giving off from that interview like in the interview, uh, it was him, Ski Master, Slump Guy, and a couple of their friends. And at some point, at one point during the interview, Ski Master starts kind of, you know, taking off with some jokes, and everybody around him is laughing. And the ex goes, All right, cool. Y'all just want to keep making jokes? Y'all, y'all cool. Y'all can do that. And then the whole room gets quiet. Like everybody got, it was, it was an uncomfortable quiet, kind of like Joe uh, and Goodfellas when Joe Pesci was like, What do you mean I'm funny? And they're like, no, 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 you're funny. No, 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 what do you mean I'm funny? That awkward, uncomfortable silence in Goodfellas is the same uncomfortable, awkward silence it got when X said, y'all can keep making jokes. Now, fast forward, X, you know, uh, X starts, you know, starts doing, like, you know, a lot of humanitarian work, giving back to the community, trying to be positive, blah, 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 unfortunately passes away. All that, uh, all that, Plus today's uh, article from Pitchfork. I, I feel I feel bad that he died. I also feel bad for the victim. Um, it's not it's not it's not fair to her or the family to keep dragging his name through the mud. So I'm gonna get off this subject. But just praying for her. He uh, you know he has a prayer for for the, the, his ex girlfriend. She I think she's still pregnant with his kid, uh, which is due shortly. Um, prayers for his family. You know, I pray that they can get through this situation and for everyone to learn from this. Just like, you know, just to learn from this to be, you know, better to one another. You know, to see each other as equals, to see each other as humans, and that kind of stuff. Uh, I meant to say this earlier during the Kavanaugh and the Bill Cosby thing, guys. If a girl is inebriated in any shape, form, or fashion, whether she's drunk, high. Even sleepy. Just don't do it. Alright? Just don't. You know, there's no reason for you to put your hands on your significant other. There's no reason for you to sleep with your significant other and degrade them. Just, let's have some human decency and respect one another. Moving on to the other aspects of the BET Awards. The other uh, things in the cipher. Um, I think... <coughs> Excuse me. To me, the ciphers used to have a lot of more, a lot more bars. You know, people used to snap, they used to go off, they used to go. Um, 
they're supposed, they're supposed to be freestyles, from what I was told. I thought everybody went in there with the freestyle. You know, they uh, they may have write something for specifically for the show, but I was always told it was a freestyle. The only person I know who did freestyle a new verse every take was KRS-One. Do y'all research. That's old school rapper. But uh, this year, I, I think with the with the rappers they had, I think it was decent for this new era. Uh, Corday, YBN Corday was good. Was good. I like uh, Toby Nagui. I, I, I know I'm not saying that right, but Toby uh, Nagawi, he was he was one of my favorites. I really liked when the uh, when the the female MCs when they did that thing. I do think they could have encompassed um, female and males at the same time. I think you have to separate them. I think you know a lot of female rappers can carry their own with male rappers. I mean, of course. Uh, I mean, that's why that's how you get the Nicky's, Remy's, uh, Cardi can even snap a little bit, uh, Rhapsody, Young and May, like they're, they're female rappers that can hold their own with uh, male rappers. So I feel like next year when they do it, they should, you know, put them together. I mean, they did it with T Grizzly and Young and May at the same cypress, so why not, uh, like Nayla Cam? Well, Nayla Cam, I can't even remember nobody's name, but Neelam, excuse me. She was a female rapper. Chica was a female rapper. You know, they, they did their thing. Erica Badu, uh, um, DJ Dead Cypher, while Premier did the other one. I think they were good. I think that they could be stepped up. Uh, Reason for, for uh, TDE, he went off. Everybody had a line for academics, which I think at this point is whack. Like, academics has shown that he is not a street dude. Like, his best friend is Takashi. And Takashi is a, is a caricature. Of uh, portraying the life without really living it, um, but I think overall the the hip hop awards it was funny. I only watched it because of the Vic Mensa thing, and then I only uh, peeped back in every now and then because D Ray was a good host. D Ray, uh, I feel like should host it every year and just continue with the jokes. Like he was, um, he had a lot of good jokes at the beginning when he came out in the the Kanye I love it box suit or whatever. Uh, he had a lot of jokes with Drake, and I mean, just he had fun. He made it fun because the hip hop awards is always kind of like the little brother of the BET awards. BET awards has the big budget, has the red carpet, you know, has all the glitz and glamour. And then whenever they do the hip hop awards, it looks like it's in a smaller venue. They got you know cheese and crackers as hors d'oeuvres in the back. And so I was listening to what was I listening to? Uh, I was listening to State of the Culture, and they were saying that maybe if they took the two shows and put them together, or you know, took some of the budget from the hip hop awards, from the hip hop awards, for the BET awards, and put it to the hip hop awards, maybe it would be, you know, a better, better production. Or if they just leaned into the hip hop, where they actually, you know, had like a DJ battle on stage, you know, they brought back, you know, the elements of hip hop, I think that would make the hip hop uh, awards feel more hip hop, you know, give like, you know, Get some real spitters and then some grimy on the street corners rappers in the cypher. You know what I'm saying? Get but bring back another let let Slaughterhouse come back in. Let you know try and find Eminem somewhere and because at one point you had like Eminem, Most Def, and Talib Kweli in the same cypher. Like you can have big name artists in the cypher. Just let's let's make that happen again. Let's make hip hop the hip hop awards very hip hop. You know, congratulations to Wayne, a receiver. You know, I am hip hop. Um, been rapping for what over twenty plus years, and just it's great to see him looking better and, and sounding better. And he's still, I've never 
I wonder if it's just because of the lean and smoking that his voice sounds like that, but he just, I, uh, uh, no disrespect, but I feel like Wayne just needs a lot of, you know, Ricola. But that's beside the point. Hip Hop Awards is over. Uh, shout out to uh, all those who won. Cardi B won, I think, Hustler of the Year. Uh, she, might have, she also won MVP. Kendrick won Lyricist of the Year. Which, you know, I'm always going to be a little biased to my boy Lupe. But, you know, Kendrick's album was fire. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm just always going to be biased when it comes to Lyricist of the Year. I've never... I never feel like anyone puts out a better body of work than Lupe when he puts out work. Uh, except for Draga's Light. I wasn't really a big fan of Light. But this one, Draga's Wave, which we didn't get a chance to talk about that because we weren't here, so I'm going to talk about it now. Draga's Wave is, doing, is a double disc uh, album. I don't, I don't know what buys albums anymore, but it's from like the beginning, the intro to uh, Alan Forever. That's one song. That's one, uh, that's one album. Talking about the uh, slave, this is about the slave trade, and then after that is the second album, which is kind of like a continuation of the first album, but it could also play as its own individual album. I'm very, I love the first half where it's, he's talking about the slave ships and how there's these um, legendary group of uh, escaped slaves off the slave ships called the Long Chains who live under the ocean. And they spent the rest of eternity uh, destroying slave ships, taking um, Africans back to Africa, or living underwater, kind of like Atlantis. And so, it just—it's it, a very—it's—it's um, it's just a—it's a what if kind of story. If you know, it's a, it's a very good lyrical story. If you if you listen to it, you can see it all. Um, I tweeted today uh, that. With the reboot, with um, with Disney speaking, uh, thinking about rebooting the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, franchise, they should do it with Dragon's Wave. Like they, they should you know encompass more black people into the Pirates of the Caribbean because I mean we were there. There's black people all throughout history. I'm sure there's a black pirate here and there besides Black Beard. I'm sure more than his beard was black, and the bald black dude from the first uh, what was it Harry Potter from the first Pirates, but um. There's a lot of music came out. Dave East and Styles P had an album called Beloved, which was fire. You know, just like straight New York, you know, grimy, you know, good talk. I enjoyed that. I mean, I've been having that on repeat. I've had, uh, I've had uh, Kevin Gates album on repeat. Luca Brasi three. Uh, what else have I just been playing? I gotta uh, listen to a little bit of the uh, LMA's album. I'm not a big R&B fan, but I listen to it. Uh, one out, one R and B album I am like really into is that Jessica Domingo, that uh, Floral Mind. I've been playing that a lot. Her, her album's fire, but that came out a couple months ago. But um, on to some more more recent news. So of course everybody knows the the feud and beef between Drake and uh uh what's that boy's name? Pusha T. I don't know what's going on with me tonight. Drake and Pusha T, of course, have been beefing, and then recently Drake sat down with LeBron. And saying that, you know, when he went to go hang out with uh, Kanye in Wyoming, it felt weird, you know. Uh, he didn't really get the good vibes from him. Like, there was just something off. And then, um, he felt used by Kanye. And then, of course, this album with uh, my Pusha T comes out. He's dissing him, so he disses him back. And then, 
the information about his son gets leaked out because of the story of Adi Don. And so it, it, it seems like, you know, Drake's the victim and everything. So, you know, woe is me. Uh, it's hard out here when you're trying to be the good guy. And then Pusha T went and sat down with Joe Budden and Joe Budden podcast. And during the Joe Budden podcast, he informed uh, us, us, the listeners, and uh, Joe that Kanye isn't the one who told Pusha about Drake's baby. It was uh, it was Drake's own man, his best friend, Forty. Forty is Drake's producer. He's made all of Drake's music, and Forty uh, let slip to his girl that he was messing with that Drake's been having uh, issues with his baby mama and has a kid and all that kind of stuff. And then that information got the got the push. And so and, and then uh, and then begs the question: What do you do? When your best friend plays you. You know, I know Drake had to hear that. I know Drake had to hear that and, and sit back kind of like Caesar. Like, E2, Forte? E2? I know that it had to hurt. Now, it could be true that 40 was, you know, pillow talking and, you know, let it slip. Uh, you know, Drake is having issues. Or someone who's as methodical and chess-minded as Pusher could just be trying to to uh throw a wrench in the in the machine that is uh OVO. He could now just have everybody doubt each other, everybody, you know, looking to the left and making that that circle even smaller just by putting this information out there. Now I I, I believe it. I believe that Forty was pillow talking and now uh you know he feels a way about how you know things are being done that we're at OVO. And so, I, I believe it. I believe Pusha because during the interview also, or not the interview, during the conversation also, 40, uh, Pusha T, uh, Pusha T plays a recording of a close friend of his, this woman he's worked with for years, trying to get uh, dirty information on Pusha from uh, people from Pusha's past. Now, Pusha said that, you know, me and these dudes don't really rock like that no more. But there's a code, and, you know. There's a street code that you know you follow. You don't, you know, you don't snitch. You don't, you know, you don't give up information. You know, you know, just you know, you don't, you don't just uh, relinquish dirt if there were dirt. Push saying there ain't no dirt, and you know the guys on the recorder was just like, you know, it's gonna take you more than a hundred thousand to try and find dirt. And, you know that's what Pusha said, and so when uh when Drake was like, you know, there's a, there's rules to this. There's no rules when you start there's no rules in, in battle rap. Like me and uh, me me and the me and the boys, me and the squad, we're fans of battle rap. But we just watched the strike uh last weekend and the level of disrespect that goes into battle rap goes further beyond, you know, your friends hunched over, you know, tick tick tick. You know, it, it goes further beyond that, you know, people talk about Talk about each other's mamas. They talk about uh, they talk about folks' kids. Nobody is off limits when it comes to uh, a good battle. Nobody is, and so in this instance, whether it be as lighthearted as it was, no, nothing and no one is off limits. And so with this one, I, I mean, I, I, hopefully this is it. You know, Jay Prince tried to you know downplay. He tried to downplay Pusha talking about he's a roach. We can stop him out whenever. You know, he's a, you know, 
we can get rid of this, this situation whenever we want to. I just I hope it's done. Honestly, I, I had I was done hearing about it. I was done thinking about it. You know, we had finally you know. The uh, Pusha T was like Leonidas, and Drake was Xerxes. Leonidas made the god bleed. He is just a man. You know, he finally shown that Drake isn't as a good guy as he claims to be. And so, um, with that be, you know, so hopefully that ends the situation where you don't have to, you know, keep thinking about what another man is doing, you know, all that kind of stuff. Speaking of what another man is doing, I only, um, I only wrote this down because I felt like it was important to talk about, uh, the, the back half of it. So, Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande broke up and rumor has it, and I hate to say that, rumor has it, do 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 Rumor has it, one of the reasons why they broke up is because um, Pete allegedly sent pictures of him and Ariana having sex to Mac Miller. Now, if that's true, that's disgusting. Like, that's scummy, that's trifling, like, there's no reason to be that petty and um, that messy as a, as a man. You know, I feel like, you know, once, once you have the girl, you've won. Now, I don't know now, apparently this has been debunked. But just to have that even out there is nasty and that's messy. Like when you, there's no reason to like keep taking jabs at an ex, your ex or your significant other's ex. Once y'all are in a relationship, like if you focus that much on the past, you know, you're not focused on the present. And the present is what you got right now. You know, y'all are supposed to be happy together. What happened before shouldn't be important. So if, if that's true, which they've come out, well, they haven't come out and said, but like close, so. Uh, Sources close to them have said that that's not true. That's, you know, that's false. That's unnecessary. Um, I hope it's not. You know, rest in peace, Mac Miller. I hope he, you know, is, is, I hope things are better in the afterlife for him. Um, let me see what else I got down here. Do to do. Just another. Oh, yeah. So, I'm going to wrap this. I think I'm going to wrap it up on this one. No, wait. Speaking of wrapping up. So, I finished uh, Atypical Season 2. Not Atypical. I did finish that. Atypical Season 2 was good. If you haven't watched it, it's a show on Netflix about a little boy. It's a show on Netflix about a little boy with, uh, with autism. And, you know, his uh, him going through life, you know, uh, as a high school senior, graduating and getting girlfriends and trying to, uh, excuse me, got a little cold, head cold, trying to, you know, live life. And so, it's him, his mom, his dad. Your sister, just it's a good show if you want to just kind of see what it's like to have, you know, see what see life through the eyes of someone on the spectrum. But speaking of uh, wrapping things up, I watched. Uh, God dang it! I'm drawing a blank. Watched, going through changes. Uh, Big Mouth. That's what it's called. I finished Big Mouth season two, and that is one of the craziest shows I've ever watched. Like, hilarious. I think it depicts uh, puberty and male and females uh, very accurately. Um, it was a little awkward this season to watch because they are uh, middle school kids. And they keep showing them naked. And so, it's that catch-22 of, like, I'm watching a show. But I'm watching, you know, middle school. Naked middle, middle school is learning about their body. And so, it's just weird. It's uncomfortable to watch at times. But it's a good dialogue if you wanted to explain uh, 
the female anatomy or the uh, the male anatomy, you know, to you know someone of the opposite sex who isn't getting it. Like there's one episode which I thought was really good where is when the 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 girl the 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 friend the the female the girl in the group starts to um I don't know why I couldn't say that the girl the girlfriend in the group excuse me starts feeling like depressed and you know she starts dealing with depression and her depression monster is this big old fluffy purple cat kind of looks like the Cheshire cat except it's not smiling it's kind of like you know. A sassy, you know, sassy girl with glasses. Like, ooh, baby, we just gonna snuggle up and we gonna get under these blankets. And she's like, oh, yes. The blankets make everything better. And she, like, just keeps napping. And, like, the, the, the boys on the show don't understand that she's depressed or she's going through these things. But, you know, she's depressed because, you know, her parents are going through a divorce and she finds that her mom may or may not be lesbian. You know, then this other girl, uh, you know, starts developing before she does so. It's all these uh, pressures on, on her and around her right now. And it's just, it depicts all that well. It depicts the same thing with the boys who they're trying to, you know, uh, they're trying to understand their hormones. They're trying to understand how to interact with women now. It's a, to me, it's a great show. I think they they depict most of the, the situations very well. It's just a lot. It's just kind of graphically a lot to deal with given the... Uh, Give me the, the age range of the characters on the show. Uh, let me see what else I got. But going back to what uh, going back to music, which is what I prefer to talk about. Uh, I saw this thing today with uh, Kid Cudi said that with GQ he talked about his uh his five biggest collabs with Kanye and he talked about Reborn and Cudi Montage and you know Father Stretch My Hands and these are kind of like the more current more current songs that he's done. They're more like uh they're more kind of free. Free of uh, of uh, lyrics is just kind of like uh, more emotion, like reborn. You know, it just kind of how he felt. You know, renewed and how he was like kind of doing what eighty or how he was normally doing life. Um, I have a, this was cut uh, reborn and cutting montage off of Kids See Ghost, and after listening to Yay, I just kind of wasn't feeling uh, Kanye at the moment. I, I didn't. I wanted to rush him out to listen to him and Cuddy, hum and you know. Kind of ramble on tracks. Uh, they had Father Stretch My Hand, All the Lights, which after every time I hear about All the Lights, I hear about how much of a uh, theatrical uh, event it was to, to create. Like there were, you know, 40 renditions of the song and it was mixed and mastered, you know, 10, 12 times. And Kanye was like, no, go back and do it again. And people would be in the booth for like hours just to get 30 seconds of music. You know, it was. The whole process of creating my twisted, dark, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, is apparently you know one of the greatest and worst moments for a lot of artists. They said, but I think it's what well, I think it's a good album. Uh, I think all of the lights is a good song off the album. Uh, to me, I feel like they could have gone with like "Erase Me." That was one of my favorite songs that they did together. It was just kind of like lighthearted and just kind of more fun. And back when Kanye was kind of just doing uh more fun music, uh, I thought "Ghost Town" off of Ye was a good song. That was very personal. Just talk about how um, the you know it was Kanye, Cuddy, and O Seven O Shake, and just you know being free of you know the anguish of being depressed and um, you know mental illness. Just kind of a free you know renewing song. I feel like that could have been on there and gorgeous. I think gorgeous should have been on there just because it was such a. Uh, I think it starts off Twisted Dark Fantasy, and uh, it was just such a a powerful track. 
that they put together. Um, I think that's it for right now. Uh, I've rambled on enough uh, as a single individual. Single individual on the show. Uh, like I said, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Uh, shows will be more frequent uh, than they have been. This one, uh, this is going up late. I know I'm trying to get them out on Tuesday. Tell me if Tuesday works for y'all. Monday, Thursday, whatever y'all prefer to have them. Uh, more content coming. More more shows. More substance. Can't see y'all. Appreciate it. Peace. Oh yeah. Before I get out of here. Make sure y'all follow in the favorite buttons. So you know. Hit that support tab if you want to, you know, help a brother out. You know, all that good stuff. Peace.